Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dazinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach. And this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I hope you had a wonderful weekend and that you were able to enjoy either an extra hour of sleep yesterday or the sunrise if you still woke up like me at the same time. (laughs) To start today's episode, I want to share some of the themes that have come up in my work this year with couples. In addition to the regular communication, conflict, and intimacy issues, I've worked with a lot of couples lately around in-law and extended family issues, infidelity, and generalized anxiety and gridlock between couples, mostly concerning the pandemic. This year's themes have stood out to me especially because, as I mentioned in the pandemic series, there's never been a time in our history where we've had such a universal experience of the world changing, where we've all had to figure out how we're going to cope. And so to see these themes come up this year has just been really interesting to me. Now, if you're still having a hard time navigating the pandemic, you're welcome to revisit those episodes, which are 91 through 96. But what I'm seeing in my office as society at large grapples with these large-scale systemic issues is that couples are just trying to manage everyday life, which feels especially hard and especially tiring for a lot of people. Decision-making seems harder than ever before for couples as they're making choices between who's going to stay home and who's going to work, or how to divide up the house while both working from home, or perhaps most pressing, what to do about the holidays when family and extended family are living by different rules. Add to that the lack of in-person connectedness, our current political climate, and differing opinions and attitudes about it all, and it's understandable why this seems challenging. But in this episode, I want to highlight three boundaries to really think through implementing as we head into the end of the year. Boundaries around external circumstances, extended family, and extramarital interests. So let me explain each one of those. First, consider setting a boundary around your relationship with regard to external circumstances. This year has brought a pandemic, political division, light shed on systemic issues, and natural disaster across the country. And with so many events taking place outside of our control, it can be easy to react rather than to respond with love and compassion and reason. When faced with external circumstances that appear to be a threat to our health and well-being or challenge our comfort level or our complacency, some of us go into fight mode, combating with friends and family, whether in person or on Facebook, while others of us flee, retreating from the world and avoiding having to deal, while still others freeze, remaining crippled and paralyzed with fear and anxiety about all the what-ifs and then-whats that have plagued our minds this year. And as I describe the fight-flight-or-freeze modes of our more primitive state, think about which mode you and your spouse most frequently shift into when stressed or anxious. Think about the fights or arguments or irritations you've encountered this year with each other. Now think about what state of mind and body you were in when those interactions took place. Were you calm, collected, and operating out of compassion, love, and reason? Or had your primitive brain hijacked the more reasonable part of you, winning out in reaction to external circumstances? I know thinking about past fights is something most of us would rather not do, but I want to help you see those interactions differently right now. I want you to see them as a chain reaction affected by external events. 
Maybe someone you know tested positive for COVID, and in your worry, you took it out on your spouse. Maybe your kid's teacher loaded up their homework assignments at home, and you took it out on your spouse. Maybe things at work shifted for you, and you took it out on your spouse. If you've experienced a situation like that this year, what I'd like you to consider through the end of the year is placing a boundary around your relationship so that external circumstances no longer get between you and your spouse or dictate your interactions. Remember, boundaries must be clear, communicated, and forced in a good fit. So consider letting your spouse know, hey, I've been reflecting on this last year or our most recent argument, and I want you to know that I'm so sorry for taking my stress out on you. I know it's been a stressful year for all of us, and you don't deserve to receive the brunt of my frustration. So from here on out, I'm going to commit to telling you when I'm stressed, rather than you finding out in the midst of me snapping at you. And if you notice it, I'd like you to call me up and out and remind me of this commitment I've made to you and myself. And when you say this, either how I've said it or in your own words, what this does is it facilitates trust and goodwill between you two, so that when the world turns upside down, you two learn to move toward each other, to rely on each other, and to lean on each other when hard times come, rather than letting life and external circumstances divide you. Because at the end of the day, with everything going on, what needs to be non-negotiable is your marriage. Second, consider setting a boundary around your relationship when it comes to the holidays and extended family. It can be all too easy for couples to let extended family dictate holiday plans, among other things, including time, attentiveness, and kids, once they enter the scene. And this often happens because, as we talked about in our transition series back in the first year of the Brave Marriage podcast, parents and adult children sometimes fail to transition well into new roles. And of course, growing families are a blessing, but navigating and adapting new roles can be difficult for everyone. Parents or grandparents can feel nostalgic, sad, and eager for time with their children and their families over the holidays. And depending on the relationship, Adult children, then, can feel all sorts of ways about the holidays, excited and eager if they perceive their extended family to operate with adaptability and inclusiveness, or anxious and irritated if they perceive their extended family to operate with inflexibility and chaos. But regardless of whether or not you perceive your relationship to your parents and extended family as normal and good, your spouse can likely spot dysfunction from a mile away especially if they grew up in an environment that didn't exhibit the same dysfunction, right? It's the same as when you pick up on things in the way your spouse's family functions, simply because you didn't grow up in that household. So what's normal to your spouse may not necessarily be normal or healthy or functional to you. So setting boundaries around your relationship when it comes to extended families and the holidays, because of course that's what we're focusing on in this episode, It needs to be a team effort, because guess what? You are now your own family. And if, from your extended family, you've experienced guilt trips, passive aggression, triangulation, judgment for the way you're handling the pandemic, or any other type of manipulation in an attempt to get you and your family to do things the way your parents, in-laws, or extended family want you to do them, then it may be time to set a boundary around your marriage, your family, and holiday plans. If there's anything good that can be gained in 2020, 
One thing is the opportunity to create boundaries with family from the start, if you're newly married and listening, or to create boundaries that needed to be set long ago, but now with the year looking the way it does, may be an opportune time to turn over a new leaf as a couple. One where you look forward to the holidays rather than dreading them. One where you make plans that are as good and feasible for all involved, but that aren't prescribed for you. One where you choose who you're going to see and when and for how long, or who you're not going to see and why not. This might be the year that you set holiday plans that aren't solely dictated by others and what's always been done, quote unquote, which, by the way, is a sentiment that just isn't true because at one point, the generations before you had to adjust to new generations as well, right? That's just one example of many ways extended families exhibit manipulation. So think about, as a couple, what you want to do and why. What's your comfort level as a couple? And if your comfort levels differ, try to come up with a creative solution that addresses both of your core fears and desires. And once you've decided, as a family unit yourselves, what you'd like to do, then step one is communicate your plans with your respective families. Step two, set and communicate clear boundaries where they need to be set for the sake of your family unit, meaning you, your spouse, and your kids if you have them. And step three is be a kind but broken record as you enforce and reinforce your boundaries with extended family. As an example, you can say something like, I understand that this is going to be a change and an adjustment for you, but we want to give time to both of our families and do what's best for us and our family. So we'll be here on this day from this time to this time, and at said time, we're going to leave. And then, if your boundaries are challenged, as in someone complains or guilt trips you, or someone tries to keep you longer than your set time, then calmly and simply reinforce the boundary by saying, I know you'd like us here, or I know you'd like us to stay longer, but remember we talked about this, and we're leaving at this time. Third, consider setting a boundary around your relationship when it comes to extramarital interests. This last one you may not think applies to you, but I hope you'll hear me out without writing this one off so quickly. Because when I say extramarital interest, I'm not just talking about what comes to mind when you think extramarital affair, although I am talking about that as well. When I say extramarital interests, I'm talking about anything that's distracting you from your spouse and giving you feel-good feelings that you know you should only be getting from your spouse. While those same feel-good feelings led you into marriage, experiencing them with something or someone else won't lead you anywhere you truly want to be or would otherwise healthily choose. Because here's what happens and here's why extramarital interests are so deceiving. You have a harmless interaction with a colleague at work or an innocent message exchange through social media. And you find that you connect in a platonic way, of course, but the dopamine that that exchange produces feels good. It brings a moment of relief or understanding, laughter, or reprieve from your day. Your day, which of course involves work and home life stress, real life things to deal with that you know are there, but which you choose to push off and procrastinate on longer because you know taking this moment for yourself feels instantly better, especially if your spouse is equally stressed and busy or if you're in a relationship where you've asked for attention or intimacy from your spouse, but your request hasn't been met. 
So not only is this interaction a distraction, a break from the reality of your actual life, it's one that comes with a dopamine hit, a neurotransmitter which has an addictive quality about it, fooling you into thinking you're in control of the situation, which by the way, when any of us feel the need to justify our positions, we're likely acting in self-deception. And after a week, two weeks, two months, you suddenly wake up to the fact that you're in a full-fledged emotional affair, talking to someone else about your family, kids, spouse. And by then, your real life lived as a split reality until you confess to your spouse or until your spouse stumbles upon these inappropriate exchanges at home becomes even harder to deal with. I've seen it happen too many times where because one's life or one's spouse or marriage was hard to face or confront, that person in the marriage turned to an opposite-sex relationship, a same-sex relationship, pornography, some sort of substance, or an emotional affair online. And in my personal and professional experience, this is hardly ever premeditated. It's almost always fallen into. And so as you think through this play-by-play, I really want you to check yourself. Is there any relationship, harmless or innocent or platonic as it may be, that needs a boundary placed around it to be your next right thing? If so, here's a template for how to do that. With whomever you've been in contact, write a message and say, I've been thinking a lot about our exchanges and for reasons of my own, I've grown more and more uncomfortable with them. This will be the last message you'll receive from me as I need to get my own house in order. For me, this is goodbye. I would appreciate you not contacting me from here on out, and know that if you do, I will not respond. Listen, I don't know who this is for, but if it's for you, you can do this. And you will be so much better off doing it now, self-confronting now, and facing whatever comes next now rather than later. Because here's the thing, it's much less complicated to repair as a couple when secrets are brought to the light as early as possible. And when affairs are ended because the spouse who deceived themselves and betrayed one's partner takes responsibility for setting and committing to a hard boundary. Boundaries are a topic that I could go on and on about, but for the sake of time today, I'll just say one more thing. Boundaries are crucial to put in place to minimize role confusion. When you set boundaries around your relationship that protect you from the troubles of the world right now, you're taking a stand against things that don't matter as much as your marriage by committing to not let external circumstances roll over you or the quality of your relationship. When you set boundaries with extended family, you're making clear that the role of decision-making as it pertains to your marriage lies with you all, not with your parents, in-laws, or other extended family. And it helps your extended family get clear on their roles and the appropriateness of them sooner. And when you set boundaries around extramarital interests, then again, you're making clear the appropriateness of roles and focusing your energy accordingly, whether that's further cultivating your relationship or seeking counseling for your relationship. All right, friends, your action step for today is threefold. Number one, make this your mantra through the end of the year. My marriage is non-negotiable. That whatever stress, circumstance, obligation, or encounter comes your way, you'd have your marriage in the front of your mind as the most important thing to take care of and prioritize. Number two, make a list of any boundary that needs to be set or that you anticipate having to set through the end of the year. And number three, 
write down your boundary in black and white and then read it or communicate it to whoever needs to be told that your marriage may not only survive 2020, but thrive in all the ways you most desire it to in years to come. My prayer for our marriages this week is that God, you would test our hearts, that you would make known to us our anxious thoughts. We know you already know them, whether we're aware of them or not. So Holy Spirit, convict us and teach us and shape us to look more like Jesus with all courage, conviction, and compassion available to us as you live within us. May we as couples look back on this year and see you more than anything, the way you provided, the way you protected, the ways you showed us grace and mercy beyond anything we deserve, and all the ways you continue to be in control despite our best and worst efforts. All right, friends, have a great week. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile as it is